Hello, you're listening to CFRC and you've just tuned in to Follow the Yellow Bridge Road. This is a new show that I'm quite excited to be hosting and I'm quite proud of the name, which on a side note is surprising because I'd normally be the first person to dot it a bun. It's a good one though, isn't it? Anyway, I'm your host, Arashi. Uh, well, I once stood before the long, white, flowing, bearded wizards of Radioland and they opened an eye, choked on a hairball and said, Nah, that's too long. So I'm going with a shorter Rue, so I'm your host, Rue. I'll be taking over from the wonderful host of London Calling, who I think have been on air in some form or the other for a decade now? Wow, so I have really large shoes to fill. Let's see how that goes. Now, hopefully the show title is informative enough for you to guess that this was going to be me talking about British music. I'll be honest when I say I went more for the name of the show immediately, which I am proud of. But luckily for both of us, I do listen to a fair amount of British music, or there'd just be radio silence for an hour, and you'd have wasted your time and I'd be booted off the radio. So, we're going to get started with some classic stuff from the 70s. I'm going to get us started off with... Holidays in the Sun by the Sex Pistols, and a holiday in the sun is probably something a lot of us want, but hopefully we have good reason to be waiting. So without any further ado, my first link on this show, quite exciting, it's Holidays in the Sun by Sex Pistols. Welcome back. You're listening to Yellow Bridge Road on CFRC, and you just heard Sex Pistols with Holidays in the Sun. Um, I remember I had a bit of a punk phase, uh, a punk aesthetic phase around uh, secondary school, and I was all about the safety pins. That's basically what it amounted to. It did nothing much because we were all in uniform, but what it did lead to was me owning an unhealthy number of safety pins, and I had nothing much to do with them. So I remember um, at one point I had uh, I had a bit of a hole in my school skirt, and uh, the thing with skirts is there's they're very rarely ever a good fit. So you either find one and you're happy with it for the rest of your school life, or you find another one and it's uncomfortable. The pockets aren't right, the length isn't right, it's too tight, it's too loose, it just looks awkward. Bunch of things. And the skirt that I had was perfect. I could fit my entire pencil pouch into it, which was a pretty big deal at the time. So I had a bit of a hole in it, and uh, I was asked to patch it up or get a new skirt by a number of my teachers. Um, And that was something I didn't want to do. So my next best solution was to patch it up with a lot of safety pins. I think there were 14 of them on there. Every time I've told this story, the number of safety pins just goes up. So I don't even know at this point. Uh, She was pretty horrified and she was my headmistress. Uh, But I did gain the approval of a lot of 70s aficionados. So there's always that. And after that, we heard Gang of Four with Naturals Not In It. Now, in 2009, founding member John King did a walkthrough of the entire debut album Entertainment for um, Clash magazine, and this is what he had to say of Naturals Not In It. No, it's not. Nor is there a verse, bridge, chorus, or key change. One monster R&B riff, relentless, dropouts, everyone gets a turn, the word self-explanatory, and on and on until it stops. It was a hard tune to get down, as it's all feel and drive and energy, and this is often hard to get in a studio without a crowd pushing you to it. 
at the right time in the right place, it does the right thing. We played this one a few times and it was all there. Then we're moving into the 90s, we've got some Manic Street Preachers and their single Motown Junk, which along with You Love Us was their first pair of breakthrough singles in the UK. And they're one of those bands that actually had less of a biography and more of lore. And I've actually spoken to someone who told me they were at the UK gig. I think it was at the Norwich Arts Centre in 1991, where uh, Richie James, their guitarist, Richie James, Richie Edward, Richie Manic, as he was known, um, in a post-gig interview with enemy Steve Lamac, carved the words for real into his arm when Lamac questioned how genuine their music was. She told me that she and her friend went to A&E with Richie, which is, well, historically, looking back, it's a pretty big moment. Um, the Manic Street Preachers have had quite a history for those getting into them for the first time. Um, they started out as sort of, we're gonna destroy rock and roll punks, but they were punks with a glam image. They were amongst the people in the 90s who were openly talking about mental health issues, and they had the whole for real incident, and it was during... It was after that incident that uh, Richie Edwards came out saying that he had actually been cutting himself up even before the for real. And it wasn't just a publicity thing. And then, just as they were about to set off for the US tour, Richie Edwards disappeared and nobody ever saw him again. <clears throat> In 2000, Steve Lamack wrote um, his book Going Deaf for a Living. He does talk a bit about it in the book. And there is a Guardian article called The Last Time I Saw Richie, where they published a bit of an excerpt from that. And it's an interesting read. Look it up. He talks about the day of the gig. To quote short parts from it, um, he, was, uh, he was with them and Nicky Wire and James Dean Bradfield spent their pre-gig downtime in the hotel bar watching the match on TV. James was wearing a ludicrously long shiny Mac during the 15-minute drive to the venue. He sat at the back of the bus and refused to be drawn into conversation. I remember thinking, well, this is a good start. He hates me and I don't like his coat. Richie's eyes. The point where the guitarist in his gorgeous, soft-spoken Welsh accent said, We are for real. That's the point when we were history. He goes on to describe the gig. It was a good gig, not enough people in uh, in attendance, um, so a slight bit of a lack of energy there, over-enthusiastically made up by a couple of people in the front. 30 minutes set, they walk off to someone shouting, Plastic Punks! And they had a 30-minute conversation backstage, after which Steve Lamack asked the question, and... Um, he says, it wasn't as if I said, you're crap, now defend yourself, or anything. But there was also no forewarning of what would happen next. Believe me, backstage, as Richie began to carve his arm open, I was as shocked as anybody was. I don't know how long exactly we talked after the deed was done, but it was probably about three or four minutes. Apart from the odd moment where Richie had looked down to inspect his work, we'd been staring fixedly at each other. By the end, the conversation was going round in circles and Richie's arm was beginning to look uncomfortably gory. The blood from the first cut had started to trickle down his arm the moment he'd finished it. We'd better do something about that. You're going to mess up the carpet, I'd said. Richie looked down his, at his arm, then up again and agreed. At least he gave a faint nod. And that was it. I went to search for Philip, finding him back in the main hall. Trying not to set alarm bells off, I tugged his arm and muttered conspiratorially. I think you should go see Richie. He's a bit shaken up. He does say that Richie left uh, a message on his answer phone. Uh, something to the tune of, I'm sorry if I upset you in any way, but I was just trying to make my point. And after that, uh, 
relations between the journalist and the band kind of went south and he only saw them once before Richie disappeared. So on that note, let's hear some Manic Street Preachers. This is Motown Junk by Manic Street Preachers. You are following the Yellow Bridge Road on CFRC 101.9 FM or CFRC.ca anywhere in the world. Um, we just heard a bit of Manic Street Preachers with their single Motown Junk. After that was Dire Straits with Solid Rock and David Bowie or Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars with Suffragette City. That was a mini set of songs influenced by Little Richard as a way of paying tribute to him the great rock and roll pioneer man who died recently. Uh, David Bowie was particularly inspired by him, as he was by a lot of people. He has said that Suffragette City sort of tries to ape the the sugar energy, hard, fast piano styles of Little Richard. Coming up next, I've got some more recent stuff for you. Uh, We've got stuff from 2012. So uh, we've got um, UK rap punk duo Slaves who have been making rounds for the last decade or so, and a little bit of my favorite muse with hyper music. Now, the thing with Slaves, though, is I was talking to one of my friends the other day, and she said that a band of two white English guys don't get to use the name Slaves, and she has a fair point over there. But I'm still a little conflicted in making up my mind about it, because I'm guessing this was sort of done in the style of quintessential English monosyllabic band names. But unlike um, Blur, Keen, Ash, Muse, which are all relatively harmless and don't have any secondary notions as such, does Slaves make the cut? Because part of you is still thinking, ah, the music is so good, it'd be a shame, you know? So I'm still making up my mind about that, and you can send me your opinions. Uh, let's see... Don't call in, don't text in. This is a pre-record, which is another way of saying that I'm talking to you all in the future and I'm effectively a time capsule. Hello, people of Sunday. What's Sunday like? Uh, you could email in, but we don't have an email address yet. Um, but that's easily remedied. Let's see, what shall we call this? Um, Yellowbrickroad at gmail.com there you are then, you've just witnessed the birth of an email, which I'm pretty sure was a really exciting thing back in the 90s, not so much now. But yeah, email in on Yellow Brit Road, that's B-R-I-T and not Brick, Yellow Brit Road at gmail.com. And um, we'll go ahead with the music for now. So we've got Cheer Up London by Slaves, and we can all do with some cheering up, right? And then we've got some hyper music by Muse, so see you guys soon. <laughs> Hello, you're listening to CFRC, a little radio station in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> no, just kidding, of course. It's CFRC in Little Kingston. Is it Kingston upon Tyne? Is it Kingston, New York? Kingston, Jamaica? No? Then where are we? To find out, you're going to have to follow the trails of Murdoch Nichols. That's right, folks. It's me, Murdoch from Gorillas. That's my band, by the way. And I have just taken up refuge in Little Kingston, Canada. That's right. <laughs> 
Murdoch, do you mind? I do not appreciate being locked in the loo. Anyway. Hello again, folks. You're listening to CFRC 101.9 FM right here in Kingston or CFRC.ca anywhere in the world. I'm your host, Drew, and that was not the real Murdoch Nichols of Gorillas. He just got sick all over himself and thought being green was enough. <laughs> anyway, I've had a lovely hour with you guys, and as we approach the halfway mark and we head into the final segments of this show, I hope that's your Sunday sorted as you wind down for the day and get ready to face your Monday, whether that be working from home or sitting on your couch all day. I will tell you right now, it's much harder to work from home, much harder, especially when home is in the middle of the ocean on a plastic beach with absolutely nothing for miles but a brainless nitwit locked in the basement for company. I meant living with you, of course. (laughs) You're not the real Murdoch. And you're not my real dad. Well... All right, then. Here's How Far by Gorillaz. <laughs> Hello, welcome back to Yellow Bridge Road. You're listening to CFRC 101.9 FM or CFRC.ca. This said we just heard the latest from Gorillaz and their frontman with How Far, which features the legendary Afrobeat drummer Tony Allen and Skepta on vocals. Um, well, actually, uh, this song came about by a little bit of a deal that I struck with Murdoch, as you heard in the last set, where he agreed not to steal all our records in exchange for playing this song. <laughs> we do have a pretty good 60s collection. After that, we heard a bit of the Mothers, um, eponymous band, uh, a band of about four mothers, four or five mothers with young kids who were active around the early zeros. Um, I guess they just got fed up of being mums alone at one point and decided to come together and form a band. Uh, They played some fun shows around the UK. They were very much in the punk vein. so They had a lot of hardcore punks coming to their shows and going away completely satisfied by a band singing about their kids being annoying or babysitter being evil. They released just one album and I would so love to see a comeback from them. Um, About 10-11 songs an album called Ovulation, and there's songs about being a mom, looking after the kids, making the dinner, kids' knits, stepmothers, to name a few. I'd love to see them make a comeback, really, though, because if this album's about 15 years old now, their kids must be in their teens, so I don't think we'd hear so much of, oh no, I burned the dinner, but more of, oh no, the kids burned the dinner and they can't cook for their life and they're heading to college, what do I do? Uh, so yeah that was oh no i burned the dinner by the mothers and it's something we can all relate to can't we especially now when a lot of us are having to cook for ourselves and have no option of sort of going out um if you burnt your tea though uh the best i can offer you is chips uh because i'm not a big fan of chips let's be honest this kind of automatically disqualifies me from doing this show for about half of england uh, But I'm genuinely not a fan of chips, and there's a story behind that. Um, About four or five years ago now, my family and I, which is my family and my grandparents and my cousins, we were all driving up to Scotland. It was an eight-hour drive, and about halfway in, we'd stop for um, a little bit of a meal, fish and chips again, obviously. Um, And uh, I'm not the fastest eater, so we were sat there having chips, 
having fish and chips. Everybody else is done. They sort of leave me all their chips and just hop over into the car, look over from the roll-down window, and they're like, are you going to be done anytime soon? And so there I was sat having to finish about 10 people's worth of chips. Fair to say, I'm not a big fan anymore. So you can have all my chips, but if you, like me, need a change of taste after, then this section of the show is the one for you. This is the one where we're going to add a bit of spice to your tea. Um, fun fact, actually, in India, there is a, a sort of tea with spice in it called masala chai. So I guess this is our masala chai segment where I give you a little taste of music from outside of the UK. Just my favorite bands and whatever I've heard in the week from outside that seems really interesting and it would be a shame not to mention on the show. So I've got, uh, this week I've got artists from Toronto, got a little bit of uh, a Beatles vibe going over here. We've got Garbageo, a Toronto-based sort of soft rock band with their song Lightning from their 2016 EP. And we've got Young Gov, who I'm honestly loving his vibe. So Young Gov is Ben Cook. Um, guitarist from another Toronto hard punk band whose name I can't really say on air because as close as we are to the watershed mark, this isn't yet over the watershed. So, um, so yeah, you can find out pretty easily. This is Ben Cook's uh, side project where he gets away from the hardcore punk stuff and gets a little bit more into the softer indie pop stuff. So lots of Beatles, lots of Oasis going on over there. Um, and it's really lovely to see. So this is from his um, album Gov 1 and 2. And spoiler alert, there's also a Gov 3 after that. Uh, but this is um, Every Flower I See. Very much in with the sort of 60s vibe. And while we're on the subject of uh, new, young, exciting artists, um, so both these artists that I'm playing are uh, artists that I found on Bandcamp. And what Bandcamp's doing very well is just sort of allowing artists to make up for lost revenue during um, the lockdown and um, at times when uh, artists whose major source of revenue is touring and merchandise and things like that that happen face-to-face and live are being cancelled. Bandcamp has started a new initiative where the first Friday of every month, anything you buy, the royalties... uh, the money goes uh, 100% to the artist, so Bandcamp doesn't take a cut of it. And I believe the first Friday of the coming month is is quite soon. It's uh, 5th June or something like that. So do log on and buy your favorite and support your favorite artist. Um, and so here's our little mini Toronto set. This is Garbageo with Lightning. Welcome back to Yellow Bridge Road one last time. We are uh, coming towards the end of this show. Uh, you're listening to CFRC 101.9 FM and you just heard Garbage with Lightning followed by Young Gov. Brilliant stuff right there with Every Flower I See. Support these guys on Bandcamp. They're great. And uh, just to end, right, we're running out of time. But there's one song that I absolutely have to do. And because, you know, it's the first ever show of Yellow Bridge Road and I'm quite excited and the pun is all really getting to my head so I thought there is no better way to end this show than with a little bit of Goodbye Yellow Brick Road by Elton John.
So that's the last song of the show. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, email in. Uh, the address is yellowbritroad. That's B-R-I-T, Brit, road at gmail.com. It's a brand new email address that you witnessed the birth of the, in this show. Um, and uh, I'd love your feedback. Just anything, your thoughts, whether you like the show, whether you like the songs, if you had any other opinions or questions for me, send it all in. And I hope to be back next week with a lot more British music, and I will see you then. Here's goodbye. Yeah, great. We were going so well up till then. Uh, here's goodbye, Yellow Brick Road by Elton John. See you next week. Bye.